Welcome to In Myers. Matt Briggs. I'm Meredith Howell. And I'm Kayla White. And this is our last episode. episode. It's our blowout episode. Yeah, guys. You're being blown <laughs> away. Uh, I was like, uh. <laughs> blown away. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're disgusting. Oh, only a little bit. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been <laughs> two months. <since> I, <laughs> two months since you recorded shit. <laughs> because you had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But you know what? Here we are. We've recovered from this music festival we went to last weekend. Kind of. Only a little bit. It was such a trip. We, Meredith and I together as our uh, going away final hoo-ha. No, not hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, we went to a music festival called Form at Arcosanti. Yeah. Um, the music was tight. Oh my God, it changed my life energetically. Yeah, like for sure. Solange like punctured my aura and like changed something for in sure me. kelsey lou if you all haven't heard of her absolutely amazing she brought both of us to tears which oh says God. a lot both of those women i was just crying crying yeah. crying so many tears yeah and chelsea wolf if you're into some gothy black metal shit yeah. actually that's not black metal doom. doom but yeah she was amazing it was really fun yeah that part <laughs> other parts not so hot Less fun. But you know what? We're here to focus on the positive today. You know, we're here to focus on the unconscious. Yeah. Well, and the conscious. And the conscious. Yeah. The whole, but the whole thing. But the so, whole thing. So what we're doing today is we're finally producing that Inside Your Mind episode. What does it look like inside of your mind? Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Clearly, you guys were excited about it because we got 30 responses. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Especially because the vast majority of them, people actually recorded themselves. Yeah. So we have 11 that we're going to read for you. But right. the rest, you're going to be able to hear people in their own voices describe what the inside of their mind looks like. And it was a huge range of responses. Yeah. Very diverse range of responses. Mm -hmm. Are we not going to do like a, like this, anything about like this being our last episode? No, I mean, we should. Yeah. Okay. Because you were just jumping in like we're ready to read. And I was like, are we going to say goodbye? Honestly, I spaced it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I just want to. Uh, <laughs> that's my uh, extroverted feeling. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> just evading. <laughs> just trying to just plow through. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. We. This is our fifty-sixth episode. That's uh, if I may say so, fucking crazy. Yeah. That's Especially like, for two peas. I know. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We have never successfully commercialized it. <laughs> nope. Well, you know, there might be. There might be some radio station uh playing our our episodes yeah i guess since our fans don't know we've had offers from stuff before and we just never wanted to do it yeah so we we keep it real you know you know we keep it real because we knew we were gonna quit <laughs> <laughs> you know uh true <laughs> and we're sorry if us quitting hurts your feelings or makes you feel sad because yeah. you're not gonna get the content that you wanted i know how that feels like true you know, I, I've lost podcasts before. Mystery it, show, yeah. RIP. Yeah, Mystery Show was great, mm -hmm. you know, and there was that one with uh, Tig Notaro and the two male comedians. But, oh. Um, something Rocket Ship. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I clearly loved it so much. <laughs> uh, still grieving the loss of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, my Saturn return is coming up next year. <laughs> And I just really need to focus on, you know, the future. Yeah. Change. Yeah. Yeah. I I think for uh, for a while, 
basically, I want to make it clear that it's not a bad thing that the show is coming to an end. Yeah, 100%. We're both just going into new chapters of our life. And I know that I, we we could force it, like we could record it long distance. But I just don't think it would be good for not only us, but for all of our listeners. Yeah, totally. Because it would just, it wouldn't have the same charm. You have to preserve what's authentic. Yeah. And authentically we're done with yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. just like you, it runs its course. Do I still use Myers-Briggs every day? Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Me too. Um, but am I like conceptually talking about like why this or why that or not really? Like I'm pretty much self like self-centeredly focused on thinking about myself and <laughs> the people around me and why they do the things that they do. You right. know, I'm not trying to, well, I am trying to change people's lives, but you know, with like other stuff now. Well, I mean, isn't the whole thing about being a perceiver that you want to collect a lot of different types of information? So many types. So many systems. Yeah. 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 And like Myers-Briggs was like such a great like first system for me to get into to think about the world because it's like it is it's not concrete, but it can be perceived very concretely right. as I did. I've evolved a lot in how I view Myers-Briggs, which is really cool to look back and see and if I wanted to I could recap that for you but you know you guys don't care but no, but for good. me like it's just now I'm like oh now I'm able to get into like astrology which is like a much bigger system like compared to Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. and way more abstract and not concrete at all mm -hmm. um, but I get to like use that original system to make connections so it's just like so much fun yeah you know what I mean mm -hmm. but I'm just like yeah um, now I'm like you know where's your mercury right right mm -hmm. so yeah, where's your Mercury, and then what cognitive function are you using to process that experience? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that uh, for me personally, my interest in podcasting is not over. I'm actually working at work on developing a different podcast, but I am not the star of it. Yeah. I'm just the producer and the creative director. <laughs> so interesting, right? Yeah. I know, right? There are two differences. And I do still think about Myers-Briggs a lot, and I, I enjoy it a lot, but... I think I also, I think my interest has got, has shifted from using Myers-Briggs to explain people to themselves to using Myers-Briggs to explain why you don't need to think that you are a certain way. You know what I mean? From rather it being prescriptive, like this is how you're going to be. It's more like, okay, you can be a thinker, but it doesn't mean you have to be cold. Mm -hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff. Right. Right. To be able to see one side of the coin so it helps you define like the other side. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, because I think we're all everything like yeah. like literally Carl Jung is like we have all functions. Some of them are our shadow functions. Some of them aren't. And like the order in which we access them determines our personality. Mm -hmm. so it's like we're all just, you know, we're all just different versions of the same. You know, for example, our lovely cat is sitting on her cat condo mm. and Kayla's sitting on one couch. I'm sitting on another couch <clears throat> and she's like, <clears throat> Kiki looks like a a pile of pudding <laughs> right now. When you say it, it just sounds <laughs> yeah terrible. And but I mean, she does. And I was like, that's so funny because like the way I see her right now, she looks like a regal queen. <laughs> and I was like, it's crazy. It's like life's all about perspective, <laughs> you know? And that's basically what that is, you know? Yeah. Every, everybody is just one different version of the universe. Yeah. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. Um, also, we've been getting a lot of emails in the past month or two of people just expressing gratitude. And I want to say thank you. Yeah, that's um, really nice. Particularly people who say that our show has helped them understand themselves better and have more uh, grace for themselves. 
Um, but also to understand others better, like, oh, my boss actually isn't an asshole or my brother isn't a bad person or things like that. I just, it's so cool to see that impact come out of something that we just had as like a pet project. Yeah, it is cool to be like our, our art inspires people. Yeah. It helps people, Mm -hmm. you know? That's part of why we see it fitting to have this last episode be amplifying your voices. Yeah. Um, and to just be like, you know, I meant it when I said it's a blowout because we have almost every single type. Yeah. Uh, we have responses for almost every type. And so it's like, you know, each interview that we had that was one episode, just imagine all that condensed down into this little thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. I'm going to listen to all the episodes on my road trip. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Bless your heart. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like it'll give me like some perspective on like where I was a year and a half ago. Yeah. And how I've like changed and stuff. Yeah. Because we, we, didn't we start in like a September, Mm -hmm. but it took us until like November to post it. I think we started recording in like October, Mm -hmm. October, November of like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So when does our SoundCloud membership expire? January? December. December. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we should say that now as if you all are really, really humongous fans, you should download our episodes so that you can save them. Yeah. Because I think once our SoundCloud expires, they will disappear. Yeah. Unless we, for some reason, got a bonus in December <laughs> and one of us wants to pay the $135. Oh, my God. Do it. you remember that time that we had a GoFundMe campaign and people were so supportive? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, that so was crazy. Nice. So supportive for us to just kind of, you know, not do the podcast. Well, I think part of it was like a retrograde appreciation. Yeah, that's fair. 56 hours of content is a lot of content. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And honestly, though, seriously, thank you guys. That was really nice. I can't believe anyone on the planet wants to listen to me talk for 56 hours. (laughs) I can. You're the crowned head. And I'm... A performer. A performer. The performer. Plus, as one of our guests said, I have a remarkably deep voice. You do. So. You really, really, really do. That's nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going we're gonna to get inside your minds. Yeah. Crazy, so, right? <laughs> yeah. The question was, what does it look like inside your mind? I realized there were a handful of people that had a hard time with understanding what we meant. And it's like, use your imagination to visualize what your thought process looks like, basically. Mm-hmm. So, well, now that we've clarified. Yeah, now now that it's too late to <laughs> order fries. Um, oh, it's too good. Uh, so, the, yeah, the way that it's going to work when we go through it is we're going to play some of them as audio clips. We're going to read some of people's full responses um, in our very deep radio voices. And then we might comment on some of them. Some of them is just, like, going to be standalone. We're just kind of taking it as it goes. Imagine that. Yeah, if we don't make commentary on yours, it's not because we don't like you. It's just we're, like, we have to go to Kayla's mom's birthday dinner. Yeah, so, so uh, it's a Saturday evening. Yeah, we have to be there and... Um, 53 minutes. Yeah, so we don't work. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're going to try to get through it. My mom turned 50. Come on, we got to do it. All so, right, we got to do it. So we were thinking we would start with the SJs slash the Guardians. Nailed it. Uh, and we got some good responses from this group of people. And surprisingly, all of the SJs followed the rules and submitted it as an audio recording. Okay, the rules were they could write it down. They right. were just the most, you know, socially normal <laughs> by responding with a voice. Model, yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, so let's hear some of them. My name is Terry, and I am an ESFJ from California. So I envision the inside of my mind to look like a magazine. 
So in a magazine, there are full-color articles, and I envision the full-color articles to be the things that are the most important in my life. So the things I'm always thinking about are family, friends, school, work, music, and theater. So those are the things I'm always thinking about, and I would say those are the things that are the most important to me in my life. So those make up the bulk of the magazine and the featured articles. But that said, there's still a lot of other content that's in between all those different articles, and in my life, I've noticed that when I'm talking to someone, I'm able to, you know, remember facts about them or facts that we have in common to make the conversation more personalized and make it more interesting. So I envision that in my mind, I can go to a table of contents, find the appropriate section, and find the information I need to make my life a little bit better. That said, I envision the magazine to be vivid and have lots of colors and uh, pictures of different sizes, different textures, different fonts. So it's organized, however, it's also very expressive as well. So that's how I envision the inside of my mind to look like. I love that um, analogy. Yeah, super cool. For what I imagine an ESFJ to be, I'm like, Yep, makes sense to me. Well, and it was that's just so clear. Yeah. Like that is an absolute very easy to understand. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good amazing. job, Terry. Yeah. Good job, Terry. Hi, this is Brittany, ESFJ. Uh, and when I was on the show, this uh, surprisingly, this question didn't come up, but that was probably good at the time because I'm not sure if I was ready to answer it. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot now. So I can't necessarily visualize anything in particular like a room or a place. It's more of just um, an idea or a feeling. Um, but it was helpful to hear Kayla's library and filing system um, mindset and then also Meredith's tornado because I feel like I'm actually a combination of the two. Like a lot of the times I feel like I have things neatly organized in files and I can retrieve them and everything has its place but in reality it, everything's kind of a shit show so I think it's I have more of a like organized chaos uh setting in my mind so I might have things all over the place strewn about in piles it might look like an absolute disaster but I know where everything is and I can retrieve it for the most part um and that's just kind of how I like things to be I don't need them to be neat and tidy but I do need to know where they are so as long as I can access that it's all good so I hope that that makes sense and that works uh for you guys but uh yeah I just wanted to share that so enjoy Hi, this is Christy. I'm 34 from Nanaimo, British Columbia. I am an ISTJ and I see my mind as sort of a library. It's a bland beige-brown color scheme with dim lighting and a musty smell. I'm the only person ever there. I know exactly where everything is stored and I can quickly retrieve any piece of data I need. The odd time when I can't quite recall an item, there's an index near the front where I can briefly look it up or something that's closely related to it and be directed to its location. I only ever dig information out, though, and I really have no idea how it gets stored in there. It just does. This one cracks me up because, like, yours was a library, but, yeah. like, so different. Absolutely completely different. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I wonder why so, like, dingy. I just really appreciate that she owns that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder why. Wonder why. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, it's your mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you 
can clean it up. Yeah, like you can make you can put a Glade plug in in it. <laughs> you know, paint the walls. Maybe she's just busy doing other stuff though. Right. You right. Know? Well, yeah, that's fair. organizing the info instead of painting the walls. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you make fair points. Fair points. I do think it was a beautiful analogy though, totally. or metaphor, whatever the hell it is. Whatever they are. I'm Aaron, I'm an ISTJ, and my mind is basically like a scrapbook. Or better yet, if you've ever seen the pensive scene from Harry Potter, it's kind of like that. You've got a whole bunch of memories just floating around in my head, and as I'm going through life, a memory will pop up, and it'll be some image or some sound or some feeling from my past. And some of the memories I know what page they're on, some of the memories I just kind of encounter as I'm flipping through, as I'm going through life. But yeah... Just add a little Google search bar, and that's essentially my mind. SJs love Harry Potter. <laughs> they love it. Do they? Yeah, they do. Because it's like, it's basically like SJ status, but with magic and wizards. Like, Harry Potter's like pretty SJ. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, Gryffindor's all about like loyalty. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no new friends. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I used to think I was a Gryffindor, as I think every child did. Yeah. Realistically, though, probably not. You're probably Slytherin. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) What am I? Hufflepuff. Dumbledore. (laughs) You're Dumbledore. (laughs) Why not? A gay older wizard. Hey, I've had past lives. Okay. Dumbledore could have been one. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Why not? Hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm 33. I'm from Nanaimo, BC, Canada, and I'm an ISFJ. Inside my mind is a hamster running on a wheel, which to me represents how stuck in my thoughts I get when I feel like everything around me is not running smoothly, and I need to figure it out and fix it so we can all be happy. Surrounding that, the walls are plastered with photos of my loved ones and memories from my life that are all organized and readily available to me. All right, so for this next section, we're going to get into the very few answers we got from SPs. LOL. Also, uh... So we don't have any ISFPs or ISTPs. Huh. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and probably not an ESFP either. Yeah. To CSTPs, which is interesting. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because it's useful. That's true. Whereas like an ESFP is like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> ESFPs are great. Okay. I was it. Not that any of you are listening <laughs> except for myself. And I should be talking to myself more <laughs> kindly. Okay. Hey, I didn't read it to you, but we did get an email from a woman who said that our podcast has helped her um, come to understand and love S's to the point that she has envy that she isn't one. Oh, how crazy, considering I had the exact opposite problem when this podcast first started. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because now I'm like, I really love being an ESFP, but I really didn't right. for a very long time. Right. Because I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what this podcast has ultimately about right like put it in our mission statement yeah love yourself and others so um all right recording this for when myers met briggs um i have taken tests over and over and over again and i come out as an estp or esfp i don't know what that means but um i'm one of those and i was literally i listen to guys podcasts all the time and I was literally just talking to my husband about this and how the inside of my mind, I felt really confident that what it looks like to me is like a day at the beach, which can look like a lot of different things. So it can be like really calm and serene some days um, with lots of clarity. 
And then some days it can be like a crazy party and there's like volleyball going on and sandcastles being built and all this stuff uh, and splashing around in water. Um, just being really playful, really fun. Um, and then as far as like where my head's usually at is my memory sucks. My future planning sucks. So I always think of the beach as just being there like in that moment, in that circumstance, just working with whatever you've got. And, um, like the water, like will go over the sand and make the sand like completely new. And you have to look for like new opportunities and things like that. Um, that's how the inside of my brain works. I really like that because like, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that being in the moment. I think it's so interesting being an extroverted sensor and feeling like my mind doesn't look like that because mm-hmm. If I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment and not in my mind. So then mm. when I'm in my mind, I'm not in the moment, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that response. I also think it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I like that they had room for, like, the environment changes. Right. Opposed to, like, what's there or who's there. It's just the, the entire environment that changes. Right. With like the weather, right? I think that's pretty. But cool. it's also very like daydreamy, mm-hmm. which is like that. Also, it's like that introverted intuition. Absolutely, that's yeah. true. Then we got a response from a teenager, uh, an ESTP named Josh from Texas. Uh, hi, my name is Josh Keller. I'm 16 years old, and I'm from Austin, Texas, and I'm an ESTP. Um, you know, I'm still. I'm I'm 16. I'm still finding myself, you know, still learning about what it means to be Josh Keller. Um, but so far, I'm I like who I am, which is pretty good. Not a lot of 16-year-olds can say that. So, anyways, what my brain looks like, or not the physical brain, the, the inside of my mind. So when I close my eyes and just picture what my brain is, it's like a lot of information and a lot of like stuff related to people, like people's faces and things like that, just floating around and none of it's connected. It's not like it's just going around and like, It's really hard to, you know, focus on one thing in my brain because there's so many things going around, you know. Um, Meredith kind of talks about how her brain looks like a freaking tornado. And I think that makes a lot of sense. But for me, it's just memories and experiences and not so much feelings, but like information about like like lately I've been getting really into cars and like information about cars that's really not useful and I won't really like I'm not going to use it outside of being able to talk cars with other people that know this bullshit as well but yeah I think that's a good way to show visually have make it to where you guys visualize what my brain looks like so yeah (laughs) (laughs) a tornado of useless garbage (laughs) okay okay i got you i got you 
<laughs> well, he's also young, yeah. so I think that makes perfect sense. Totally, totally. Yeah. Just facts about cars. Love it, dude. Also, I replied to his email, and I was like, as an ESTP, it would be a blessing for you to get into cars at 16 years old. Yeah. Just keep doing it, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Make it your art. We got one. We got another response that wasn't directly from an ESTP. It was from his girlfriend named Lindsay, and she said this. Here's what my 24-year-old EST boyfriend said when I asked him what his mind looks like. Quote, it's me surfing, going to the right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) So funny to me. To me, I I hear that and I'm like, oh, that guy's not connected with his inner world. You know? Yeah. Like he's just cruising. He's just chilling, dude. Like when he closes his eyes, he's like, I'm here. Like he's like in instant dreamland. I love which it. I get it. Yeah, my ESTP friend. Every time we get a Thai massage, she's like, "I was in the jungle." Really? Like, yeah, she like goes places in her mind. I'm like, oh, I'm like focused on like my muscles feeling good, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> hey, man. Why? Well, <laughs> that's a that's all the representation we have for <laughs> sensors right there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're too busy going to the right. <laughs> I love that. I, I, yeah, I just want to know what going to the right means, but, um, so now we're going to get into the analysts in this category. We don't have a single ENTP, which I think just speaks to the fact that either they don't give a fuck or they hear me and they're like, pass. (laughs) So I guess I'm your representation there, but we have one really interesting answer from a pair of INTPs. And so they're both women and they go to college together and they recorded it together. So this is kind of a long clip, but I'm going to let it play. Hi, Kilo and Meredith. I'm Megan. I'm an INTP. And I'm Courtney. I'm also an INTP. And we go to school together in Ohio, and we're actually roommates. And, and we sort of both discovered Myers-Briggs and sort of delved into it our sophomore year together. Um, I thought I was an INTJ at first, but um, the more I looked into it, I knew I was an INTP and... Megan sort of had the same experience. We both figured out we were INTPs together, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So in my mind, um, I study graphic design. So for me, I see things pretty visually. So my mind is kind of a physical place for me where it's it feels almost like as adequate as the outside world. So I'll bounce back and forth from like being present with things around me to like zooming into my head and like being in that space. So like inside that physical mind place or whatever, um, it's kind of feels like a room with just information chaotically organized everywhere. And I'll sort of like, I have things organized mainly based on like what's happening at the moment and then I'll kind of like organize them based on what's more important than the other thing and kind of like bounce back and forth and like think about them and then it's kind of like this chain of like thinking about things and like seeing how they all relate together and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah mine's more like um I'm not so much completely jumping into my mind but it's more of like a web of concepts that's sort of above my head and I just kind of zoom in and zoom out on different parts of the web so I think of it like different um, 
ideas and people and events are in different places on the web. And whenever I'm focusing on one thing, that's sort of highlighted in my mind. And I zoom in and um, try and extract the data from those different parts of the web. Um, my major's computer engineering in college, so I'm very data-driven. And I, I really like finding the truth in um, different things that I encounter in my life. So... Um, Myers-Briggs has helped me a lot with organizing uh, different characteristics about people in my life. So I have all the different people in my life in the web and I sort of have organized information about them and um, I also really like patterns so I've sort of added um, how I think people will respond or um, things I need to do in terms of patterns and um, things that I've noticed keep happening, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you on that last part, too. Like, organizing people and mm -hmm. like noticing things that they do and kind of like living around them based off of those kind of things. Yeah, it's also helped me a lot with forgiving people if they do mm -hmm. something because... Mm -hmm. I know that's a tendency of theirs, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, we both sort of came to this realization that we're, we're both zooming in and out of our mind, and mm -hmm. we feel pretty comfortable talking to each other because we can both sort of talk slow and zoom in and out in each... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think when I'm thinking, so are you, about what I just said. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about what you're going to say back to me. Yeah. And then, but I, so I think we're, like, on the same page, mostly. Like, we'll both be sitting and thinking and then come back to, like, <laughs> well, and then, like, go back into the conversation, and then it'll be, like, something new that we just thought about. Yeah, and we each let each other think for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're really excited to see how this episode turns out and see how people's minds vary. So, mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your podcast. Yeah. We really love it. Well, well, my ex-boyfriend, he was a, like, he, he took a second to like articulate his ideas for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And then I would interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least these wonderful women have yeah, each other. That's, that's awesome. so cool. And to cool for them to like know why they do it and not feel shame for it, but rather just own that that's how they are. Totally. And then find people that like love and respect that and mm -hmm. want to. Also, this is completely anecdotal. I don't even know if it's true, but I feel like INTPs have had the most consistent answer to this question. Hmm. It's always like some sort of zooming in graph yeah. or like, you know. Yeah, because Carlos was like, his was like, he would be like juggling these like, this like information to like form a point. So if mm. he's like either thinking about it or talking about it, he's like taking in the information and juggling it to like convey it. And so mm. then when I interrupt, it, he says like all the balls would fall down. Oh. And so when, like if I'd be like, what are you thinking about? They would just all fall and he'd be like, what? Like he, he couldn't tell me because oh. it's like a very active process well that's super interesting right yeah it's not about like yeah because it's so abstract i think yeah i don't know either way it's just like all these different info points yeah coming together mm -hmm. pretty cool i know 
So the other answers we have are from INTJs and ENTJs. Um, I am going to read an answer we got from a 14-year-old, mm. which I love. Uh, his name is Steven, and he attends the school at Columbia University, which is a private K-8 through day school in New York City. Ooh. How tight is that? Congrats on your lifestyle, Steven. Like, Jesus. <laughs> and your privilege. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he says... Uh, I just listened to the episode where you guys asked what the inside of our mind looks like, and I would have to answer it that it is very defined and has always looked exactly the same since I was little. It is just a desk with papers on it. When I think to myself, I just look at the papers on the desk for each day. Thank you for producing your show. It's really amazing and insightful. Aww. And I laughed out loud when I read this response. For one, amazing that a 14-year-old is even thinking about this. Yeah. For two, what a serious response. I know. And like, so true. I know. <laughs> I swear when I was that age, my my mind was just a movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, so I replied to his email and because uh, you know how he, he says like my whole life it's been like this. And so I was like, well, what's your whole life? Like at what point do you think you became aware of this? And he said when he was seven or eight. Wow. And that I think he said it's just that the desk has gotten more organized, hmm. which is pretty cool. Kudos to you. I know. Um, then we have... A few audio clips from a, uh, an ENTJ and an INTJ. Hi, my name is Steve, and I'm an ENTJ. And this exercise was kind of hard for me, the inside of my mind. I've always um, had a hard time whenever you guys talk to your guests about that. So the way I, I guess the, the best description I can give is like, um, forgive the sports analogy, but so... The idea when people used to watch Peyton Manning play football, and I hate Peyton Manning, but um, <laughs> when they used to watch him, you know, when he'd come up to the line of scrimmage and he would start changing the play and directing people and moving, you know, receivers into different positions and telling the running back to move to the right or, uh, you know, whispering in the, the ear of the lineman, you know, that the play was different. I imagine the inside of my mind kind of being like Peyton Manning. <laughs> so um, just kind of directing people uh, in my mind, directing like the different things that need to happen. So, you know, in my personal life, in my work life, um, with my hobbies and, and things like things I have to do, um, I guess, checklists and stuff like that. So I guess that's part of it is is I feel like my mind is constantly brainstorming and constantly organizing and constantly, um, what's the word, uh, improvising, um, all these different, in all these different areas of my life. So there's that. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's the, a good way to describe it. Another way that I had thought of was, uh, like a general who's up in a tower, like, and he can see far away and he can direct the different soldiers and different groups of people, um, to do different things. Um, I feel like there's so many areas of, uh, mentally that I'm, I'm constantly thinking about and trying to, I guess, strategize how to, um, I don't know, like how to, how to, uh, get through different, uh, different challenges that come up at work or, uh, at home or just in life, things, problems that need to be solved. And so I just feel like my mind is constantly thinking about all those different things. And, um, so the inside of my mind, I guess, looks like a lot, like one person kind of directing 
whole whole groups of other people to accomplish things in my life. Um, so I guess it looks like a football field with Peyton Manning or like a general on a, on a, on a battlefield, you know, and, um, I guess there's all sorts of different things going on, you know, in this, in this analogy or whatever. Um, but that, it just feels like there's a lot of busyness and a lot of, uh, organizing and stuff. So anyway, um, that's what the inside of my mind looks like. I think of my mind as many small spiders spinning webs constantly. As I collect data, these spiders take those data points and incorporate them into my web of knowledge. They're connecting one idea to the next. Um, They do this until one spider suddenly jumps from one web to another, and this new thread of silk seems really strong and brighter than the others. And I think of that jump as one of my aha moments, um, my epiphanies, or I guess in Myers-Briggs terminology, a moment of intuition. Um, And I am an INTJ. Thanks. Amazing. I love that one. I love this one. Whoa. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's like so like dark. Well, super goth. Yeah. You should listen to Chelsea Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit her up. Um, but also I think beautiful. I think something that I really appreciate about that, yes, it's beautiful. And it's also, you know, the INTPs are saying there's like graphs of information that they put there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the spiders are so introverted intuition. Yeah. Like this mysterious thing makes, force yeah. building building this. these webs. And connecting all the information. Mm-hmm. Like a true like gut wrench. Yeah. Yeah. Like a true like glue that just like naturally seeps out to like yeah and it just it envelops all things which is intuition like you Mm -hmm. can't explain why you know what you know like you make these connections because you literally feel them Mm -hmm. which like why i thought that was so cool like this yeah this force outside yourself that's Mm -hmm. like natural and changing Mm -hmm. it's also so different from what our friend courtney told us yeah our friend courtney described her mind she's an intj and she described her mind as like the stock market, mm-hmm. like where people are running around trading stocks. Yeah, like always trying to make decisions. Yeah, yell- yelling calls. And then there's like a really shitty break room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, okay. Okay. <laughs> but right. interesting to compare those answers. Yeah. And how similar to an ISTJ. Yeah. That's my introverted intuition for ya. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. I got to find this other one to read. I'm just vaping. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to cut that out, but I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) Okay. So our last analyst uh, is a woman named Katie and she's an ENTJ. And she said, my mind is a water wheel. Ideas flow constantly, often churning and being recycled. The power of my mind is an engaging map flow to produce results. An idea doesn't become concrete for me until I can implement it in the real world. I can't turn off the steady flow of ideas and theories, but I do control how and when I implement them. Being able to use an idea and see results brings me great joy, much like harnessing water to produce electricity. What type was that? ENTJ. Wow. I think that's really cool, especially the water into electricity. Yeah. That's juicy. So witchy. <laughs> you know, like just power. Yeah. Also very uh introverted intuition. Yeah, totally. Like transforming things. Yep. Also interesting, she just said additional detail. My husband is an ISFP. 
Whoa. I interact with information. How I interact with information has changed so that I don't constantly overwhelm him with that constant stream. I think that's why the output of information is much more controlled than when I was younger. Mm. Isn't that cool? Well, we bring, we attract people into our lives to help us stretch and grow in ways that we need, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like at some point, an extrovert needs to take a step back, you know, mm-hmm. and get into their introvert. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I got to take a drink of water because we have like about 6,000 diplomats that responded to us. <laughs> All righty. Uh, also, in, in all honesty, shout out to our diplomat fans. I feel like at least half of our listener base are diplomats, if not more. It's really nice. It makes sense to us. Like, So it's like affirming in that way of like, of course, diplomats would like our show. Right. But also diplomats are great people. I mean, all people are great people, <laughs> but they're especially great people. <laughs> I think you said that in our first episode where just, we talked about diplomats. I like diplomats. Yeah, you me know? too. I like them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying. Yeah. You know, they're out there. They're trying. For sure. So I didn't really organize this into any flow. So we're just going to get right into it. Do you want me to read the first one? Or? Sure. I forgot to hand you this. It's so okay. So there you go. No worries. All right. Alexandra Zimbicki says, Lady ENFJ here. I pause the episode to write this. The inside of my mind is like a dark, spooky jungle in which I find glowing people in more open spaces and have conversations with them. The alone parts are sad, but sort of beautiful. It is a little bit like a video game where there is a journey and I find people to help me on the way. My dreams are usually in this format. My daydreams are imagining conversations with people and the jungleness usually mixes with imagined real settings where those people would be in real life. That probably is a confusing description, but it is a confusing place. I love that. I know. So nice. Mm-hmm. I, um, we'll get more into it as we listen to more of them, but a lot of the, a lot of the diplomats had like spooky or mysterious minds. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. Um, my name's Chris. I am from the UK and I am an ENFJ. Um, I have been listening to when my has Briggs since August and loving it. So thank you guys so much for doing the show and you know just generally being awesome um i saw the inside my mind post on instagram and so i thought i'd contribute um i tend to think of the inside of my brain as like this wide kind of um i suppose it's like a wide comfortable space i love the scandinavian kind of interior decorating thing that's been going on moments are like the white walls and you know the comfort and all that sort of thing and kind of the clean lines and everything um but then also like there's always like upbeat pop music or like disney songs running through my head so that's always playing um as well as like loads of books books all the time i have books stacked up pretty much everywhere um and then just like comfortable places to hang out and um you know when i was kind of going through the mental process of oh yeah what does the inside of my mind feel like i always imagine like a massive kind of bay window that looks out onto like nice rolling fields or something um so yeah i guess that's what the inside of my mind looks like um like i said thank you for the show it really is appreciated i listened to your podcast when i um i'm working uh and it's it's really nice and always really interesting um particularly to hear from like different types and their perspectives and everything so yeah thank you very much and yeah bye i guess 
Uh, bye. So can I hang out there? <laughs> I love this because as an ENFJ, it's like you get the introverted or the extroverted sensing. Yeah. In mm-hmm. it, which mm-hmm. I really like. That's um, true. Appreciation for design. And yeah. Aesthetics. Yeah. Comfort. Just a lot of comfort. Mm-hmm. Also, that makes me think of extroverted feeling too. Both mm-hmm. of them, you know. I bet that they would be good, like city planners or designers in that sense. Yeah. Like make it beautiful, but also bring people together. Yeah, that's cool. Hi, my name is Jenny, and I am an ENFJ. Um, the thing about my four letters is that with all but the N and S, I tend to score right on the line and no matter you know what tests I take or whatever uh, it's always like right on the line for E and I right on the line for F and T right on the line for J and P um I've just kind of like settled on ENFJ because it just kind of makes the most sense I guess um but the N part I'm always like 95% N um and that kind of makes me, um, if you've ever seen a person who's 95% N, the, uh, the S's, until they know that I'm an intelligent person, think I'm extremely flighty. And um, yeah, that's not what the inside of my brain looks like. <laughs> um, I would say I've had a couple different um, thoughts on this. Um, the inside of my brain is um, like a house where I would say the sensors... Um, and that's not you, Meredith, because I don't think you're a sensor. I think you are an intuitive. But um, the sensors, the the true 100% sensors who are um, almost incapable of abstract thinking, um, who score, you know, I don't know, more than 75% S, um, they tend to hang out in the basement and um, unaware that there is a ground floor and a first floor and especially unaware that there's an attic. And the attic is like the place where it has like no grounding in reality and yet um, you can still learn things and things are possible if you can just suspend reality for just a little bit and, you know, oh, what happens if this happens or what happens if this happens? And then, you know, the S who's used to hanging out in the basement says, yeah, but, you know, this one little detail doesn't fit in that. It's like, I know that, but if we figure out the whole concept first, we can figure out that one detail and they're stuck on that one detail. So sometimes like the S types won't even go forward with an idea because of one little detail that doesn't fit. It's very frustrating, uh, and yet I'm very frustrating to S-types because I I have poor attention to details. Um, I've learned to cope with that. I've learned to um, keep my car keys always in the same spot. Um, I've learned to triple check my homework before I turn it in, stuff like that. So um, there are coping skills, but they don't come naturally. They've just taken practice. Um, also, um, I really identify with the filing cabinet system because um, sometimes, um, like really with like accommodation and assimilation with like learning new information and like I can put this piece of information I just learned into this particular file um, and then I can put this piece of information into this particular file. Um, a lot of times certain S-types will not be able to do that because it doesn't fit with the whole file and it's like well I'm only looking at this particular um, uh, like cabinet right now and I will um, work on how I can make it all fit 
like as time goes on. I'm not going to just dismiss this file because it doesn't fit anywhere, you know? So I kind of like constantly take all the files out and restructure them um, with new information that I get. So I also identified with that filing cabinet um, concept. But um, I, I think that's it. Oh, I also wanted to talk about um, if you've not looked into the Graves model, you really, really should because I would say you're both level six, um, which a lot of people don't leave level four. And you would be very interested to see the parallels between like, let's say guardians and level four, um, and artisans and level five and idealists and level six. It's very, very interesting. So if you just have 10 minutes to just Google the graves model, it, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, now, of course, there are guardians that move up past level four, uh, and there are, um, you know, idealists who stay on level four. Um, but, but I, I tend to see like them cluster around those specific areas. So, okay. Well, um, as always, I love your show and, um, can't wait to hear more. Talk to you soon. Bye. I think a lot of people, um, don't consider that a sensing function is always paired with an intuitive function. Always. It's an and axis. Vice versa, vice versa. It's an axis. Yeah. And they, they work with each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just cause yeah, it's like we as a society value the conscious mind, mm-hmm. logic, thinking, logic, thinking, and we have totally taken away the value from intuition of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know what you know because you know it because it's just in you, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like our unconscious. I was say, it's basically subconscious processing. Yeah, it's our unconscious. It's not. It's not aware. It's not. It's not that. It's the yin, not the yang. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, just so much like status involved in that, and like yeah, judgment and a trying to force objectivity onto an entire universe that's subjective. It's yeah, just interesting. True. It's just interesting. All right, Kim. So this is INFJ. So I'll read this one, then you can read this next one. Okay. Typical INFJs type in their responses. I know, right? Kim Newdorf. I can always see simultaneous points of view. My way of navigating this is to listen to whatever it is in my body and brain that wants me to step back and really think about what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, and why, especially when it comes to finding language for whatever I feel is true about something. This takes a a lot of time, especially if these inner signals don't appear all at once, but only in pieces slowly over time. I think this is what is happening in my mind, the ways in which the truth is rebuilt, revised, and evolving in order to refine refine this truth. It doesn't feel like it is about finding a purity or the essence of something or the final, unquestionable truth of things. It's more about the abstract, strange, sometimes one-off, sometimes ever-changing, sometimes unexpected mutations that occur in the continual testing out of this truth. So I really appreciate her response because I have no idea what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not even saying that in a mean way. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I love that she took the time to articulate that. And I wanted us to read everyone's answers in full because I think that there are listeners who are not like us who, like, that could really speak to. Yeah, you know? totally. And I do kind of get what she's saying. Yeah. But I, I couldn't. Like at like I just like, like you can't articulate it. I don't get why I get what she's saying, sure. but I get it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, absolutely. Like a true INFJ, right? Um, we got. Oh yeah, so we got a we have a quite a few answers from INFJs. This one from Elizabeth Terry. 
She said, I'm an INFJ and I have a hard time describing what the inside of my mind looks like because I can see it, but not necessarily describe it. It kind of feels like I'm looking into one of those toy cameras you sometimes had growing up where you could press the flash and it just changed to a different picture. Sometimes it changes before I'm ready or it gets stuck on one picture. Other times when I'm trying to find information, it feels like I'm playing hide and seek in a maze, running around looking for one thing I can't find. On the rare occasion that my mind is quiet, it's usually because I'm fully engaged in some physical activity I enjoy and I'm trying to take in as much of that as possible. Wow. Right? Again. Whew. I know. Like, I, I think that's cool with the visualization, but it's the same type of thing where it's like images come to me and I don't know why. Right. And I don't have much control over it. That's I think that's another pattern I heard from INFJs is essentially like I don't have much control over what's coming or why. Oh, I feel that's so hard. Yeah. I feel that's so hard. Well, yeah, because I feel like that's how I mean, this doesn't have to go on the podcast, but it's like about like improv where like ideas will pop into my head like or I can make connections but it's spontaneous and I don't know why because mm, I mm-hmm. feel like with extroverted intuitives you guys can kind of tap into that energy and be like if this is true then what else is you know it's like this co- conscious oh okay how yeah. can I well, how can I more ideas more ideas whereas like with introvert intuition it's just like they just appear yeah yeah I think that's completely true because I think that extroverted intuitives are good brainstormers yes whereas introverted intuitives it's easy to think that they're not doing anything but they're actually just like processing yeah in their mind and then they come up with these solutions that you're like I don't know where the hell that came from they just appear yeah Yeah. because it's like everything has to like seep like that barbecue well read that's a perfect segue read that next one okay John from Australia Even before I first heard you ask that question, I often thought that my mind is like a pot of soup simmering on a stovetop. Everything is on gentle boil. Every now and again, something bubbles to the surface. You never know what you will see come up to the top, but it's something you've put there earlier. Every ingredient adds something and affects the nature of everything else. It happens over time and is constantly developing. Occasionally, you stir it, looking for something you've put in before, only to find that it's a little bit different. But you're not sure exactly how or why. In some ways, it's a slower and more gentle version of Meredith's tornado. Oh, John. <laughs> Isn't that a great answer? I love that. Amazing. Yeah, when I read it, when he emailed us, I was like, holy moly. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I totally feel that vibe, dude. I think that is such a cool answer. It is. It's just like, it's so yin. I mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> so yin. Do you want to describe what yin is? Oh, yeah, the yin and the yang. The yeah. yin is like the receptive energy, the moon. Mm-hmm. It takes things in. It's the dark. It's the deep. It's very reflective like because the moon doesn't generate its own light. Mm. It, it has cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ebbs and it flows. Um, whereas like the sun is the yang. It's constant. It's direct. It's ne- It's always penetrating, penetrating, going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's white. It's very... I saw a meme uh, that said the sun is a deadly laser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that introverted thinking. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is a recording from Sandra. Hi, my name is Sandra. I'm an INFJ. I did not listen to your guys' examples first, but obviously I've heard other ones on the show. The inside of my mind is like a swirling, whirling vortex of ideas and emotions and thoughts and colors and shapes and they're all just swirling around like crazy until one of them kind of sticks and becomes like big and central um, and more clear. That's kind of how I imagine my mind processing all day long. 
I love your guys' show. Thank you for doing what you do. Tight. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I just find introverted intuition so fascinating. Yeah. We also got a good amount of vortices, Mm -hmm. vortexes, whatever. Yeah. Love them. Love them. Sedona, baby. Oh, and then one of our uh, hardcore fans, I think you could say Hafsa. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's a 21-year-old PR student from the UK. She wrote, The inside of my mind, it is like a waiting room full of patients. Each new person I meet or situation I'm placed in makes a new patient in my waiting room, and I am constantly trying to go to lengths to make sure that the person or people I'm with are always happy and comfortable. However, if a situation turns distressing, I see the patient getting more and more progressively ill to a point of which I can't help them anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. So much extroverted feeling in that. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah, and then also, because uh, I think an ENFJ would have more of a sense of control over that situation, whereas an INFJ just kind of like sees it happening. Right. Which I think is interesting. That is interesting. All right, moving on to ENFPs. All right. All audio. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'm Laura, and I'm an ENFP. The inside of my mind is like a rainforest with a bunch of cocoons hanging from branches. Moths are constantly emerging from the cocoons and flying away. Some of them are colorful and awesome, some are sad and pitiful, and many of them are just weird. Nonetheless, most of them seem notable and worth keeping, but as soon as they come out of their cocoons, they try to fly away, so I try to catch them in a jar like fireflies. But time is sped up, so it's hard and a lot more get away than I'm able to hold on to. So I really appreciate like the fleeting nature of that description. I think that makes a lot of sense for the ENFPs I know. Yeah. Um, And also in the fact, like in the sense where they really are their best if they're just like completely improvising and just grasping shit out of the air. Yeah. You know? Totally. It's like this natural process. Hey, Meredith and Kayla. I am James and I am an ENFP from Australia. Actually, Sydney, Australia, I should clarify. Um, I just paused one of your podcasts to describe my mind. I'm stuck in traffic and I'm trying to think about it. I would describe my like mental space as being like, like I'm in a cave and there's a big like water kind of vortex. Maybe it's like swirling around and it's a really, really deep pool of water that I can dive into and I can sort of explore I don't know I guess the treasures and I don't know just anything uh, that I've ever thought anything I've ever seen anything I've ever dreamed um, is is swirling around inside its depths and yeah I feel like it's fluid like it's water and emotional and I um, yeah I don't know why water I think it's just because it's constantly moving and it's shuffling around all all my ideas. Um, And it feels like there's a dreamy quality to it. Like I feel like when I stumble upon something, maybe there's like a harp playing or something and every single object that I find, it sort of dings like a pleasant but different and unique uh, musical sound like to denote its uh, specialness, I suppose. But yeah, I think that's what I'd describe. A pool of water in a dark cavern that I can dive deep into and it's moving. Um, Yeah, that's me. Two Australians? Yeah. Cool. I really find the role of water interesting in a lot of these. 
Water's emotional, dude. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Also, just like mystic. The you unknown. You can't control it. You can't know it. So deep and dark. Mm-hmm. Unexplored mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Meredith. Um, absolutely love your podcast. I've been listening to you guys ever since I took the 16 personalities quiz last year and found out my Myers-Briggs type. It was one of those moments where I felt like my entire universe just clicked into place and I was like, my whole world makes sense now. Um, I'm an ENFP and I wish it wasn't this way, but I think my brain is like the back room at a Goodwill donation center. It's just kind of one big room with piles of shit everywhere, but it's organized chaos. And I know where everything is in each pile, but it's in a way that anyone else saw it. They wouldn't have any clue what was going on. (laughs) For some ENFPs, I know this one makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. It's a good answer. Good, valuable stuff in there. Just not really quite sure how to access it and when. <laughs> and a lot of junk that not a lot of people need. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. INFP. Jamie Kiley. Keeley. I don't know. My mind is an endless path of doors. When those doors open, there's another path with other doors and so on and so on. When I'm feeling emotionally healthy, I choose to open up those doors. It's exciting. I can spend hours, sometimes days on end alone with those doors. Being with people that inspire me also helps me detour to other paths with other doors. When I'm anxious, however, it feels like I'm on roller skates and the path is downhill. I have much less control over which doors I open. Depending on the slope of the path, it feels like I'm coaxed or even pushed into areas I don't want to be. I bet. I love that. Yeah. Because it's like, it makes sense to me that that's like what anxiety would Mm. feel like Mm -hmm. and how it would shift like to see a health, like to see an emotionally healthy process mm-hmm. and then see how anxiety, like to be able to see both of those is really For sure. interesting. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So we have two left. They're both INFPs and they are very different. Uh, the first one is from, I think it's Sander. Um, and this, I think is written like a poem, but I'm not sure what his intentions were. So I will just read it as it is. I think my mind looks like an evergreen forest. There's an open grassy area that is circled by trees and all the trees seem tall and straight. The grass smells like grass and something else, the sunlight a sort of scent coat. And from far away, the trees look so slim and same that they blur the other grassy glade that lies on the other side. Each tree, though, is wider than my body and has bark that is as hard and soft as my skin. And so carefully carved as if a million jacks and a million jills had climbed each branch and kissed, and after each kiss etched themselves into wood piles. Stay stuck by one tree too long, or one word and a word and another word, and get lost in each ring and tree ring, and why one word is made up of letters and memories and tips of tongues. Trap where I cannot see past the tree that is growing wider and eating up my body. Open my eyes and I can walk over to the next clearing and spend maybe a minute there and move on. Or I will stay for a while because the sunlight smell is different or there is no sunlight at all. There is no one way to walk from glade to glade to glade. And the only thing that separates one glade from another are groves of trees. And that is really no separation at all. Just ways to wind and wander from space to mind to space. Wow. It reminds me of poetry by E.E. E. Cummings. It's like really fan. It's also like really fantastical. Yeah, very fantastical. Interesting how much it's in nature. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just let them people sit with that. Yeah, the last one is Maka. Oh. 
Perfect. Maka. I know. Our friend. Love her. Maka Fui Fiavi. I'm not sure. Maka Fui Fiavi. I'm really sorry, Maka. <laughs> my name is Mak. I'm an INFP. The inside of my mind looks of, like a photo processing lab. Every new experience is submitted as a roll of film. Processing time depends on how, how complex it is and the amount of people involved. Love it. I love it. Makes sense to me. Also, how cool, like, the range of yes. answers there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it just shows, like, just because two people are INFPs doesn't mean they're the same. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much nuance. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Right. But it's just, like, a fun system to help you think about people in ways that are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to strip you of knowing individual people and their stories. And yeah. The way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this has been really a useful exercise also in illustrating how different all people are. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how to articulate this, but just like some of the answers like blew my mind. Like yeah. I never would have thought that that was an option. Yeah. You know, totally like surfing, going to the right or the soup one or, you know, just like all the of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are such like fixed environments and some of, you know, a library, a stock market. And then some of them are so like, I'm not even sure the ends of where this environment is. Yeah. Things just fly away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things just come as they go, like mm-hmm. as they are. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. I think the human mind is so incredibly fascinating. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's like it's its own little universe. And I don't I don't think I'll ever stop being interested in personality. No, I don't think so either. It's I think so this cool. is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I really true. do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're two EPs mm-hmm. interested in individuals and motivations. Right. You know what Shout I'm saying? Out. Two of the best peeps that could have hosted <laughs> this podcast. You know what? Yeah. Let's let's say it. Let's confirm. Like, let's just affirm that for ourselves. Yeah. You know, like I want to own that, mm-hmm. you know, and like other people, maybe they would have wanted a consistent ENTJ hosting this podcast so they could have had their content every week, like Scott Ackerman dishes out his, you know, mm-hmm. but it would have lacked the charm. <laughs> it may have taken us two months to gather up the energy to record this episode, but this has been a delight. It has. Yeah. Listeners, we love you. Yes. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much for your support. This has been, well, okay. I have a terrible memory, so I can't remember my intentions when we started this process, but I can say for certain this has ended up being bigger more fun, more interesting, more meaningful, more like more teaching lessons than I ever could have imagined it would have had. Yeah. To think it just birthed in our kitchen and died in our living room. (laughs) (laughs) It's also been a wonderful way to spend time together. Totally. Totally constructive in times where both of our interests changed drastically. And Mm -hmm. this was like one way for us to really connect each week with each other while we continue to evolve on our own paths. Yeah. It's been really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Meredith. I love you, Kayla. (laughs) I can't believe you're leaving in like how many days? 16. 16 days. I know. Oh my God, that's crazy. And Evan's moving in in 16 days. I know. I can't wait. You're going to be like, you're going to have like your own little like family unit. I know. That's cool. I'm really excited. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, you guys should like add us. You can add me on Instagram if you want. Yeah. You want to give him your handle? Yeah. At BT Laughs. Mm -hmm. I'll be 
posting about my butterfly trip. and Oh, you know what? It would be smart to follow Meredith. She's going to have some cool stuff. Why don't you describe what you're doing? Yeah, well, I'm going up the coast. I'm going to be camping in my car. And I'm going to an astrology retreat. But I'm also just going to be like tapping in with the earth, processing a lot of my feelings, learning about astrology, reading books, watching things I haven't watched. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's just like giving myself a break like from people and and things but like then seeing friends along the way Mm -hmm. so it's like this big it's a huge spiritual journey Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i also think it would be easy to say that that's a lot of introverted feeling but i think it's also a lot of introverted intuition it's both you're planning to do i've spent so much of my life in extroverted sensing and extroverted thinking Thinking. my one and three that i'm like tapping into my two Two and four four. that's interesting yeah Mm -hmm. and it just it does it just requires like space Mm mm-hmm in time. Yeah. And I'm like lucky and privileged enough to have the resources to like sustain myself. Yeah. For a couple of months without a job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And while Meredith's gone, I'm going to be the keeper of a lot of her things and of her cat. Yeah. Uh, who I hope will become my cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. The universe knows. Okay. Yeah. It is interesting to see though, I guess if you also want to tie it to Myers-Briggs, these different paths, because we're both, you're, are you 27? Yeah. I'm 26. And for us to be at this point where you are leaving your job to go on an adventure. Yeah. And I'm trying to hammer it down. <laughs> yeah. It's so different. I know, right? It's Especially so different. Especially because you've said before that you think analysts might be more interested in traditional experiences mm-hmm. uh, like marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if you said because of introverted sensing. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that e- ENTP, INTP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, my plan is like I like she said, Evan, my boyfriend Evan is moving in. Evan's the INFJ who's recorded a beautiful episode before. Mm. Um, we've been dating for almost two years now, and we plan to get engaged. Ah. I'm really excited. Yeah, he started his own business, so that's where a lot of our focus is right now. And I'm, I guess you could say I'm also trying to tap into my my fourth function, my point of aspiration, introverted sensing. I'm trying to figure out systems that make it easier to have money, have health care, have money for health care, yeah. uh, all those kinds of things. <laughs> it's fucking cool, though. Yeah. It's so cool to be able to, like, see the differences yeah. in all of our journeys. Right. I, like, spend my time thinking about how I can have money to have a wedding, but I don't really care about the traditional aspects of the wedding. I just want to have a big fucking party. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, yeah, while you were saying you've been tapping into two and four, I think mine has been three and four but it's not as consistent as you tap into two and four Mm -hmm. because my job really encourages me to be in one and two all the time Mm -hmm. so but like you know dating someone who's an extroverted feeler also helps me with mine totally i've been doing a lot more crying in public than i used to do (laughs) proud of you it's always uh yeah with other people though like uh just the other day I was with my friend and he was telling me the story about losing his dad. Uh and I was in a bar, which is where all of my well, a lot of my honestly pretty healthy experiences come from. <laughs> now, yes. Now, not in the past. Yes. No. Not in the past. You have changed the um, dance. Yeah, and I just like sobbed in the bar. And I was like, All right, this is uh this is a new lifestyle. <laughs> I love it. What a beautiful gift to give yourself. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because you're expressing the fullness of your ENTP, you know? Mm-hmm. You're no longer a 22-year-old who needs to cling to her, like, her, her introverted thinking. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Also using like, it's so cool to focus on our lower stack cognitive functions yeah. and grow them because it really just improves all of them. Because they help. Yeah. They all are connected. Mm-hmm. And they say that your fourth function is the gateway to your unconscious. So when you activate your your fourth function, you're mm-hmm. activating your unconscious. And they say, you know, the people in the occult, that the whole thing is like to like build the bridge between your conscious and your unconscious to reach individuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a huge chance that Meredith has spent four years in love with Myers-Briggs just so she can become a witch. Literally. I'm not kidding. You want to tell them about uh, some of your witching? Yeah, I'm a witch. I have a coven. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Meredith, and she I'm a witch. She literally casts spells. I literally cast spells. But um, I think it just sounds like you're having a party. <laughs> it's the, it's just like yeah, I've cast a new moon spell and a full moon spell with my coven that just magically made itself happen the night I was gonna m- cast my spell, and. They've just been some really cool times to like connect with these women and like with the earth mm-hmm. and to set intentions and to like try to like really purposely set intentions for myself that I mm-hmm. like, you know, manifest through yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's the introvert intuition. You don't know yeah. why. True. Magic is the science of hidden relationships. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who knows? When you're on your path. When you're on your path. But yeah, I read tarot now. It's all so much fun. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Here we are. Here all we this are. time later. All this time later. Yeah. Well, I hope you all have enjoyed this episode and this show as much as we have. Yeah. Sorry yeah. if we were rude sometimes. Yeah. But we human. <laughs> and um, also I forgive you for some of you being rude sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Oh, my God. You know what, Meredith? Don't ever change. Have a great summer, my girl. I <laughs> thank you. Oh, and then I didn't say it earlier. Everyone is welcome to follow me on Instagram as well. I just keep mine private because, I don't know, I'm a journalist and I'm just weird about it. But my my Instagram handle is at Kayla B. White. So it's K-A-I-L-A-B-W-H-I-T-E. Or if you want to follow my more journalistic work, you can follow me on Twitter at Kayla White. No B. Nice. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys add us. Um, I hope you guys have a good summer. (laughs) Hags. And that's when Myers. Matt Briggs. And the inside of your mind. Oh, yeah. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Welcome to Win Myers. I'm Kayla White. I'm Kayla White. <laughs> <laughs> we should be like, welcome to Win Briggs Met Myers. <laughs> Deepest, baby, I know.
heart is the deepest when it comes to being lucky he's cursed all right let's do it we're running out of time ho ho Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, welcome to When Breaks. Okay. Oh, yeah. So should I hold it right here? Is this too loud? Okay, I'll do that. Welcome to Win Myers. Matt Briggs. I'm Meredith Howell. I'm Kayla White. And I think I'm too quiet. <laughs> hold on. <laughs>